this is Glenn. Welcome to an all new episode of Glenn's Talking Man from New York. Uh, it's been a while since the episode, but happy to check back in with you. There's a lot going on uh, in the news, so let's talk about the news. So Congress finally passed the Biden administration's $1.9 trillion COVID relief slash stimulus bill. And there's been a lot of debate over it. Uh, it passed with uh, no Republicans voting at all for it. But according to polls, a very popular bill with the public. Uh, I think over 75% or 70% of the electorate supports the bill. So, um, you know, I think the president going to sign it on Friday. So people should be getting either stimulus uh, checks uh, continuation of unemployment insurance, other benefits uh, that are included with this bill, which is uh, said will reduce childhood poverty in half, which sounds like a good thing. Now, of course, uh, there's been a lot of you know debate over the bill and people saying that you know the bill is is too big, it's going to overheat the economy. There's even been some talk that you know the money might dis. It might cause people not to want to work, right? We kind of had those arguments last year, right? And we're still in the middle of a pandemic, so we still kind of want people not to go full back into to the work and society and the economy. But the idea that somehow fourteen hundred dollars is going to cause people to retire, uh, which is actually that was my plan. The plan was to get fourteen hundred dollars, buy some Bitcoin take my profit off Bitcoin, buy some GameStop stock, and then take that and then buy some like baseball cards and convert those to NFTs and then buy a mansion in the Hamptons. That was my big plan. And now, since I've told you my plan, I gotta change it. So that's going on. Now, also at the White House, we had an incident this week, a very a security incident. Uh, one of the president's dogs, Major Biden, apparently bit a security officer at the White House, and Major, along with his friend, Champ Biden, uh, were sent back to Delaware. And this has caused a huge, huge uproar in Washington, D.C. First of all, uh, why did Major Biden do it? What was he thinking? Uh, was he, was he, was this, was, was this an attack? Was he, was he being attacked? Uh... Will this derail the Biden administration's agenda the rest of the year? No. I mean, it was silly. Even though there was a reporter who, I'm, I don't even know the reporter's name and probably best not to say it. One of the questions they asked at the White House press briefing the other day was, would the, would the dog be euthanized? I mean, really? Come on. I mean, look, it's pretty obvious if you follow politics, you follow media. A lot of people in the media just don't know what to do anymore now that the other guy, the former guy who used to be there, isn't there anymore. And especially isn't on Twitter to generate news and headlines all the time. So they're just sort of like really thirsty for any kind of story that has a little bit of juice to it. It's really, it's really sad. And, and you know, it's almost, you, so this is like the big scandal. And look, if you're president of the United States, and, or any kind of politician, and your biggest scandal of the week is your dog bit someone, eh, you know, things are probably going pretty well. 
Now, speaking of that former guy who released a statement basically saying that he wants credit for, like, the Biden administration's response to the coronavirus, the, the amping up of vaccines and everything else that's been going on. Really? This is sort of like the arsonist asking the fire department to give them credit for setting the fire that the fire department put out. I mean, this is kind of crazy. And it's, it's a good thing that that guy's not on Twitter anymore. Seriously, come on. Like, get a grip. And uh, speaking of political scandals, here in the great state of New York, Andrew Cuomo's in some trouble, folks. Uh, he's, I think, six now allegations of sexual harassment, in addition to the scandal over the reporting of nursing home deaths. Things not things not looking good uh, for the governor of New York. And, and I know there's been a lot of talk on Twitter, people saying this must be some kind of conspiracy so that to get Cuomo out so so we can get a pardon for Trump or something. And look, okay, let's relax for a moment. Okay, not everything is a conspiracy. Sometimes things just happen. And especially things happen when people are not doing what they're supposed to do or doing things that they're not supposed to do. So in, in this case, you know, we got the governor accused of some pretty bad behavior, who's very stubborn, and also who finds himself not with too many political allies at this moment. And why is that? Because if you follow New York politics, the governor has a reputation for not being the nicest guy in the room. And that goes with the people that work for him. They've alienated a lot of people. They've stepped on some toes. In fact, they've like done like a two-step on entire tired foots of people like forget this toll i mean they've been they've really been putting the screws to people for a long time if you follow new york politics and now there's a lot of people who they see blood in the water and it's like hey and so if you want to if you want to kind of know what's happening here in new york with that that's what's happening that the governor has alienated a lot of people over the years through uh, people which you might call bullying or just sort of exerting power at all times at any time and when you find yourself in trouble, people are, when, when people have scores to settle or people just don't like you, uh, they don't feel inclined to throw you a life jacket if you're drowning. And that's sort of what's really happening, and which is really sad because, you know, I think, not to get too far into this, yeah, the governor's done some good things and he's done some bad things, and you can sort of have a debate about his legacy or you know sad the fact that you know his legacy but also you know he, he he's the son of one of new york's most popular governors ever mario cuomo and you know that he you know shouldn't it kind of you know kind of taints the entire family name a little bit so but the really big news of the week is the explosive night on cbs sunday night I said on Twitter, this is more explosive than the NCIS, NCIS New Orleans crossover. And they're throwing the, uh, any other shows they got in there on CBS. And that was the interview that Oprah Winfrey had with uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, where they basically, politely as they could, basically kind of set the, the, set the throne on flame, set the crown of England on flame, really, on fire, uh, with... Just so that their recollection of the event which led them to leave 
uh, marry old England. Uh, either indifference to Meghan Markle's mental health or questions about their son's skin color. Ding, ding, ding. Hello, racism. So it was a huge interview. One, I think almost like 17 million people watched it. Which you don't really get those kind of numbers on network television anymore. It's not the 1980s, early 90s anymore where everyone's just sitting around watching three channels. So those are pretty big numbers. And, you know, a lot of people, some people are like, abolish the monarchy. And look, I feel like if you're not, if you don't live in the UK, then that that's not really your, you know, I guess you can, everyone has a right to an opinion. But if you don't live in the UK or whatever, then I don't know. I don't know if you have a, really have a right to say abolish the monarchy. I don't know about that. Does it need reform? Yeah, I mean, I, got, but I think that's up for the people of the United Kingdom to figure out. And look, and people talk about the colonial history of the crown. And that's certainly worth talking about and exploring. But I've always thought that there's something kind of healthy about having a nonpartisan head of state. One that has a link to an enormous history. A history that is both good and bad, but still an, an enormous, amazing history. And I've always thought there'd been some value in that. That maybe that made uh, politics over in Great Britain a little bit healthier. Now, of course, everything that's happened over the past few years with, with Brexit and everything that's going on over there, okay, maybe it didn't help at all. But I would still like to, I would always, always wonder what if we had a nonpartisan head of state? What if we just didn't have someone who reckon, who was the symbol of the country at the time, who isn't just someone who was, okay, this is a Democrat, this is a Republican, this is a liberal, this is a conservative, this is a jerk, this is not a jerk. Uh, if we just have someone, we can say, okay, this person represents the country uh, no matter what's happening. And we don't have to go to our you know, respective corners of our politics, right? This person just represents who we are. And maybe we should have a head of state here. And maybe it should be Oprah. A black woman raised in poverty, born in Mississippi, who rises to become the biggest media star uh, over two decades. The, the top talk show host built a media empire. She's a billionaire now. Uh, you don't even have to call her by her full name. People just know her by her first name. So maybe Oprah should be our head of state. And we can, so no matter no matter who's president, it doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or a Republican, it doesn't matter if we've got people collaborating with Russians or we got dogs biting people, we just know that we've got a head of state that is above the fray, right? They're just there. And if you don't have a head of state, maybe, okay, something similar, I don't know. Maybe like a... You should have like a, you know, the company and the chairman retires, the chairman emeritus, the president emeritus. Maybe we just pick one person and we say, you're like the, you're the ceremonial president. You're the ceremonial, you know, you're not the real president, but you, you, you wear a nice suit and you go shake hands with people and you smile. And you, and, and everyone likes you too. At least 80% of the people like you. Maybe we should do something like that. Because even though things are in Washington, D.C., uh, as far as, like, the agenda is moving along, there's still a lot of craziness happening in Congress. And I'm not going to even mention the, the, 
those two Congress women, these Congress ladies, is that even appropriate Congress two Congress people who uh what's the nice word are I guess what would my that's my grandma would say a bunch of wackadoos, right? Is is that a polite word? Wackadoo? But seriously though, we've got some cr- House of Representatives, politics in general has become a reality show, but, but the House of Representatives has become the worst reality show on the planet. Because we've got people going to, to Congress who just want to be on TV and, and just raise their media profile. They, they're not interested in, in passing laws and doing actual work of the country. They just want to, you know, be on TV and get some hits on social media and maybe go viral. And... I don't think this is a way to run the country. I mean, it's a way to run the country into a ground if you just have this foolishness. But but here's the thing. We can always complain about politicians. We can complain about the media. But at some point, we, the people, it's on us. It, 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 we got a responsibility. Right, we just can't, and and politicians can't say that because they're trying to get votes. So you you can't just say, oh, you know what the problem is? Is you the voters? You can't say that if you're running for office. I can say that because I'm not running for office. I mean, I gotta say, we gotta voters, citizens. You gotta get it together, and you know we gotta first of all, and yes, the media does play a role. We gotta stop covering sports like it, it's ESPN, like it's. In fact, even though I think ESPN would probably do a better job analyzing and covering political races than a lot of what we see on TV. Or even like, even if like the crew of like Inside the NBA, you know, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith, even if they just, you know, did a political show once a week, I think it would uh, do a lot to benefit the discourse. Just because we can have some plain answers, maybe. And not, you know, everyone's trying to get over. I mentioned in a podcast some time ago about how politics basically is just professional wrestling uh, for people who don't have any athletic ability. And meaning that a lot of it is performance, a lot of it is just about getting yourself over with an audience. Trying to, you know, you're trying to sell yourself to an audience. And I don't think, I don't know if the country. Uh, can continue down this path, uh, and ha- and and there be a, a healthy outcome for everyone involved. I don't really think that's the case. So, what else is going on? We got the Grammys coming up, and look, I'm so confused with the time now because everything, the pandemic has just screwed everything around. Uh, a couple weeks ago with the Golden Globes, which are usually like in. I think November or no, like October maybe, and but not, but they were like at the beginning of March, and then we've got Academy Awards haven't happened yet, and then you know it. I'm just I don't understand time anymore. At least once a day when I wake up, or well, at least night. This is middle of the day. I always ask myself, what month is this, or what season is this? Like I don't. Sometimes I don't know. Is it spring? Is it autumn? Is it it's freaking winter still, but you know, one day it's twenty degrees, and next day it's sixty-five degrees. So I, I you know, time. Uh, it is. I don't know what time it is anymore. 
it's, it's starting, it's really getting annoying. But I do know that it's time to bring this podcast to an end. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Glenn Price, man. You know the deal. That's Glenn with two ends, Price, man with two ends. Uh, you want to send me an email, uh, podcast at manglenn.com. You know the deal, man with two ends, Glenn with two ends, blah, blah, blah. And if you want to contribute a little something, something uh, to the podcast, you can find me on Venmo with the handle at manglenn. You know the deal again, man with two ends, Glenn with two ends. So thank you for listening. You've been listening to Glenn is Talking Man from New York.